Domain, Eukaryota, Kingdom, Animalia, Phylum, Mollusca, Class, Cephalopoda, Order, Octopoda, Family, Octopodidae, Genus, Octopus, Species, Octopus tetricus, the gloomy octopus, also known as the common Sydney octopus. As a member of the cephalopod family, this species is revered for its intelligence and uniqueness, and due to their intertidal habitats throughout the east coast of Australia, are accessible by the public. An octopus has eight limbs, three hearts, and no skeleton. Instead, they have a flexible body composed primarily of soft tissues. This allows them to squeeze into any space. Its beak is the only hard part of its body. If its beak can fit through something, so can the whole octopus. Each of these limbs possess what scientists call embodied cognition, which is to say that these appendages, whilst connected to the main octopus brain, are capable of making their own decisions. And this is somewhat responsible for the perceived smartness that octopuses possess. And it's with these clever limbs that I had my most significant experience with an octopus. As someone born and raised on the coast, north of Sydney, the oceans hold a strong significance in my life. I surf, I try to swim every day, I snorkel at least once a week. In recent years, I've taken up field recording with a focus on animals, and especially underwater ones. Now, octopus are actually a mute species. The only noise they make are a byproduct of its movements, such as ink jetting, one of their many methods of escape and ingenuity. But I was curious nonetheless as to what sounds they may surround them. Armed with my hydrophone, which is an underwater microphone, my field recorder and my headphones, I ventured to Newport Beach rock pools to find the gloomy octopus. I lived in Newport for several years and would go to the spot several times a week, so I got to know the spots that they would be hiding around the pool there. On one day in particular, I found one that seemed more curious than most. I took my hydrophone and placed it in the water near it just to see what would happen. It reached out and grabbed the hydrophone, which is about the size of a film canister. As it grabbed it, it started pulling it towards itself. Its strength really surprised me. It was holding on and it wouldn't let go. What you're hearing there is the octopus chewing on the cable. Once it had taken the hydrophone, it was moving it about, causing a lot of friction sounds. And that scraping sound is the beak chewing on the cable to see if it could break it. It released it, realizing it wasn't something it could eat. But I'd got what I'd come for, the sound of an octopus. Evidently, octopus are far stronger than they would appear. Some species have been observed lifting over 40 times their own weight, with giant Pacific octopus able to lift 15 kilos with one sucker alone. Now, gloomy octopus aren't nearly that size, and the ones I've interacted with span about the size of a dinner plate from tip to tip, 
But that pull is significant. It feels real. This animal was fighting me for something. The way a dog would with a chew toy. But this wasn't a mammal, and it wasn't on land. This was me and this tiny animal, in a tug-of-war for my expensive piece of equipment. But what would the octopus care about that? They just saw a shiny object that might be food, and it wanted it. But this wasn't the only octopus I interacted with at this location. The rock pool in its surrounding area was home to multiple individuals, and they tended to always be in their same location, so you got to know who was who. Some were curious, some shy, some aggressive. They each had a personality, something we rarely attribute to any animal outside the mammalian world. There's a preconceived notion about what octopus are about, that they're loners, that they're creepy, that they're crafty, and that they're dangerous. While some of these are true, it's not really the case for all of them. Recent reports have discovered that these apparent loner octopus actually live in societies at times. Two locations on the east coast of Australia have been found with gloomy octopuses living together in habitats. The work of Peter Godfrey Smith, a philosopher and avid diver, has helped uncover these locations. Godfrey Smith's works and his books, Metazoa and Other Minds, have helped show to me what octopus can be and what they are in the eyes of humans. According to Godfrey Smith, this is the closest we get to observing an alien, an intelligent creature. They are so different from us and so far away from us in the tree of life, yet we see such intelligence in them. And all that being said, through all this intelligence that they apparently possess, they still only live short, short lives, some living only two years. In Godfrey Smith's book, Other Minds, he recounts stories of finding these locations, such as Oclantis and Octopolis and talks about the experience of these animals and how they interacted with each other. They were disrupting each other's nests that they were building and stealing from each other, but yet they still chose to live together. These apparent loner animals clearly found comfort living next to each other, whilst they may not have liked each other much. This was an animal that was mute, but I wanted to listen to it nonetheless, no matter what it was saying, as it looked me right in my eye and tried to bake my hydrophone. Octopus can teach us so much more about what we think we know about the natural world, or even ourselves. If we have only just recently discovered the act of octopus living together in communities, what else is there to discover about them? How much more can we learn and how much more can they teach us about ourselves and our own intelligence and humanity?